Cool. All right. How do you want to start this thing? Happy New Year. <laughs> this is our New Year's episode, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I say. Well, well, well. My, my, my. Well, well, well. Let's take Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, we're bad at this. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. We've been bad. Yes. All right, so in five minutes, catch everybody up and what's happened since the beginning of the new year for your life, and I'll do the same. Okay. Five minutes. Here we go. Five got, minutes. Go. Got my timer going. Um, I guess, uh, what's it called? Gee, what do we do? Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, well, uh, real quick, nothing too exciting. Um, in mid-January, um, I, I went to California. To my uncle's funeral He died before Thanksgiving But he was like 83 And kind of you know It was kind of you know expected Or whatnot. So it kind of sucked because it was funny too Because it was like my old roommate Because there was a period of time when my parents were split up And And mom took us kids To, Cal- to Vegas mm-hmm. And stayed at my my grandma's house and then when that happened uh, my dad had the home alone so my uncle moved in with him because i think at the time he was living with my grandmother so i moved in and so then when my parents kind of made up and then we decided we were going to sell the house in california i moved back in with dad and i did uh, my second semester of seventh grade back in california which was funny because it was like all the kids i knew in sixth grade they see me in seventh grade and they're like where have we been for like six months <laughs> like been ditching because i'm cool because <laughs> i'm cool <laughs> and this is the 90s so yeah. this is what we do so yeah because we're cool because <laughs> we cool. smoke cigarettes when we're cool yeah we don't go to class yeah we smoke cigarettes when we flip the bird <laughs> that's right but um <clears throat> So um, I went to the funeral, so it was all set up, and it was this thing, too, that there was a deal where I was going to stay with my cousin, and then all of a sudden, and I guess him and his wife have been very, like, let's say, extra cautious with the whole COVID thing. Okay. So they're like, oh, yeah, hey, you're going to fly in, right? Yeah. You need a test to, uh, to fly in, right? And I'm like, no, you don't need a test to fly. You don't need a negative test. You sure? You should check. <laughs> no, no, I'm pretty sure. Right? You check the website and everything. And he's like, all right, well, you're going to need to get a negative if you're going to stay here. If you're going to stay, that's so funny. And I'm like, well, this is, and what sucked about the whole situation was this is like at the, I don't want to go like the peak of Omicron, but it was at the time when everybody and their mother was getting tested. So you, there was a test at UNLV that was like eight, five hours long. Yeah. And... Every, like Lisa's like, don't worry, I'll make you an appointment. And I'm like, nah, I bet you they're booked. And then she's checking, everything's booked up for like two weeks. Oh yeah, easily. And I'm like, no, I keep telling you. And then I love it whenever I tell her this is the way something is, and then she has it in her head. No, 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 there's stuff. And I'm like, okay. And then she spends three hours trying to prove me wrong or find out or prove herself right, and it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm not waiting four hours if I'm asymptomatic. Right. To stand in line to get a test. Yeah. And what am I going to do? Waste my whole day or waste my whole evening with you? Yeah. No. Yeah. 
And you couldn't do take-home tests because nobody had take-home tests. At the time. They were by, yeah, exactly. It's this weird time because two weeks later... Everybody was... Yeah, we, we ended up with like a bunch of take-home tests ourselves. Yeah, we got free up. ones from the government. But the yeah. other thing, too, is there's a place off of Sunset that... It's this dirt lot that's been a dirt lot for, I don't know, 20 years, maybe even longer. And it's, it has had a testing place for over a year. And there's probably two cars there. Now I saw, I didn't realize how deep the lot was because I didn't see the chain of cars that was like 40 cars in the thing. And I'm like, oh my goodness. You know, like I said, two weeks later, there's five cars. Yeah. So it's just a terrible time. And then I was kind of like, what a jerk making me get this test. He knows it's impossible. Then I, so I said, well, that's going to be it. So then I found a room for pretty cheap and then I rented a car. And I was like, okay, that's it. it I'm, not, I'm doing it myself because if I'm not going to go get a test. Then yeah. what's funny is then, like, that was a, I was flying out on a Tuesday, and it was Monday or so, I start getting a little cough. I'm like, oh, this is great. <laughs> and yeah. then I did, then I was feeling a little sick on the, or, you know, just a cough on the plane. Then I get to his house and I got this cough. Oh, yeah, he let me go to his house if we were able to go in the backyard. And then the problem was he put the kids to bed, I think fell asleep, but his wife and I stayed up talking. We had a good talk because we get along pretty well, but we were outside that whole night and then it got like hella cold. And then I was like, I'm way cold and now I'm coughing a lot and I'm feeling sick. And I think being out in the cold does not help. Right. So then I drive to the, to the hotel and it's like, now I feel crappy. So I got NyQuil and... I got to sleep, and then, you know, but then we went to the funeral, and it's just, I had the slight cough for the whole time. You know, then I get home, and then shortly after that, I feel a little sicker, sicker, then I feel a little better, better, but it wasn't going away. And then, of course, I'm like, I know what it is. I got bronchitis again, or whatnot, so I went to the quick care, took care of it, gave me the steroids. <sighs> I had to tell this, this is COVID stories. So, got the steroids, they gave me a COVID test. Of course, this is so funny. I'm like, well, when do I get the results to this day? They're like six days. I'm like, six days if I'm positive now. That's, <laughs> that's not helpful at all. Yeah, because they tell you to wait five days only like to stay home from work. So, if I'm positive, I'd be fine. I'll be fine when it's over. They call me six days later. Oh, you're negative. I said, I know I'm negative. I'm not. I know I'm sick because Lisa kept saying, do you feel regular sick? Like when you get sick? And I'm like, well, yeah, but. So, that whole thing happened. Then I started getting sick. Then I was better. And then the problem was that I got sick again. So it was, well, what happened was it was in the playoffs and the Rams finally, (laughs) this is how cool this was. The Rams finally made the NFC championship, which we haven't done. Well, we did a couple years ago, but we've now made the NFC championship and we had a home game. And I always say, you got to go to the NFC Championship game over the Super Bowl if you can, because the idea is you're like at home. These are your crowd. This is your thing. And the Super Bowl, which is funny because out of sheer luck, it's at the Rams Stadium this year. Yeah. So it's kind of like a home game, but it's not because it's still neutral site. Sure it is. Well, <laughs> well, I don't know because they still sold more Bengals tickets, I think. But I was wondering because while watching, like whenever the Bengals would uh, like score, you hear all this cheering. And I'm like... Usually you only hear the cheering of the local place. And, uh, yeah, but it's different. It's right. technically a neutral site. Yeah. And the tickets are divvied up that way. And, oh, okay. And then they must have put their money into buying those scalp tickets. tickets and stuff. They had 33 years to save up since their last <laughs> Super Bowl. So it's that game. And so Romel and I 
He's a Niner fan, and it was a good. So I'm like, the Rams are at home. The last time they had a home game like this was 2001, and it was in St. Louis. So there's no way I was going to go to that. So now they're at home. Tickets are, I can afford tickets now because I'm an adult with money. And I want to go to this. And then Lisa wasn't too keen on that idea. And then Romel and I, he says, yeah, let's go. We'll go in the morning. We'll come back that night. I'll drive. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. So that was the whole plan. Then that morning, then that the Friday, uh, the Friday I wasn't feeling so hot. Oh no! And Saturday I wasn't feeling so good, and I was like, "Oh, this isn't good." Sunday I wasn't feeling good. Lisa then wasn't feeling good. Then Romel said he wasn't feeling so good, so I said, "I guess we'll just sit at home." <laughs> oh, that sucks. And then next that next Monday I went back to the doctor, and he's like, "Yep, sounds like it's all back." He gave me more steroids and a shot, and I'm ninety eight percent better because I still feel <clears throat> a little bit, you know. Yeah. But nothing too bad. So that was fun. But then the Rams won that game and they went to the sure Super did. Bowl. And then they won the Super Bowl. That was really so exciting. I was I, happy for you. Thank you. Because <laughs> I'm very excited about that. I'm so happy. We had, you know, we had a few people over the house. Not the big Super Bowl party we used to have. And, um, yeah, the Rams won the Super Bowl. What's your take on that? Because, like, I, I know people that are, like, hardcore into the Super Bowl. And if their team's there... Then they don't want to have a party unless, like, you're a hardcore. I understand right. because I feel that way. Well, <clears throat> three years ago when we were in the Super Bowl, we still had the big party like usual. And it was just so terrible that no team was playing well. So it's kind of like, hey, we haven't scored a point, but we're only down by three. So it's like, how's that happen? So I don't know. I know what you mean because right. the, the second round game against Tampa Bay. We're up by like twenty-seven to four. Oh, sorry, sorry, twenty-seven to three, and it's like, how do we lose this? Or how are we losing this game? Well, we made a lot of mistakes, and and there was like four turnovers that gave them points, and Yikes. it was terrible. And I was so infuriated because it's like we should smoke these dudes, but we're shooting ourselves in the foot every time we get something back, we blow it again, <clears throat> and it's like, and I was so angry, and I was glad that nobody was there. And, like, Henry was asleep. Robert was at skating practice. Lisa took him. And I'm just freaking out. And I'm just cussing <laughs> and mad. Because at halftime, it's like, oh, baby, let's just carry it away. But I wasn't over in my head. Because, I mean, I wasn't like I wasn't like it's a slam dunk because we already blew a big lead in the last game of the year to the Niners when we were up, you know, pretty good by at least 21, 24 points. Jeez. And then the Patriots came back on the Falcons when they were down down by 24 points or something. So I'm like, I don't need this from Tom Brady. I already hate him. He's already beaten us <laughs> in the Super Bowl twice. Technically, we bookend his his, uh, his career. Oh, I didn't know that. That's fine. Yeah. The, when the Rams won the Super Bowl, the next year Tom Brady was a rookie. And the next year he beat the Rams in the Super Bowl. And then we beat him. He retires. And then we had the next Super Bowl. So technically our two Super Bowl wins bookend his career completely Neat. unless he comes back who knows but so more about the super so yeah more about that game so then that happens then henry wakes up so i gotta go upstairs and get him and bring him down and then he's he's playing in the other room and then they score and i'm so mad i'm like <laughs> and then he runs over looking like whoa 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 because he can hear me yelling right, yeah. then he sees everybody in the tampa crowd clapping so, so he claps because he has a thing where he hears the if he hears any applause, right. he so claps. The mimic, yeah. And he's like, yay. And I'm like, yay, yay. Daddy's not scary. Yay. <laughs> so then what was later on, and I'm like, okay, they tied it up. 
we're going to lose because it's going to go to overtime and we're going to blow it somehow. I thought it was going to go so- overtime, too. Oh, no, this isn't even the Super Bowl. This oh, okay, is the game I thought it was the Super Bowl. This one, I, that one, I wasn't sure if they were going to go to overtime. No, I thought the defense would have stopped the Bengals, and they did, but <clears throat> spoilers. Spoilers. But <laughs> the fact that it's like it's going to go to overtime. There's less than a minute left. I can't believe we're going to blow this. You know, and then it looked like Safford dropped the ball again, and luckily it was he was already down. But I'm like, oh, my goodness. Then it's like he throws this throw to Cooper Cup, gets out of bounds, stops the clock. He gets another shot and throws it bomb to Cooper Cup, and he runs and he gets down on the 10-yard line. And when he's going like that, I'm like, yes, yes, Coco. And I'm screaming, and then Henry starts crying. <laughs> and he's like, Because <laughs> I don't really yell like I notice I don't because he's never like cried like that before. And he's just screaming. I'm holding him. I'm like, no, it's okay, baby. It's okay. Let's just watch. Just watch. Come on. <laughs> so then like my dad part of me is like over overriding my fan part. And I'm like, let's just watch. They might kick this field goal. And if they do, we win. And it's just like, and then he kicks it. And I'm like, yes, yes, we won. Because I just didn't want to blow such a big lead. Lose to Tom Brady. And then... You know, we were it's like, and we could, and, and it was already set up that the Niners already won the game before, or the, the game the day before, so then they would go to the Rams, and the Rams would have that home field that I could buy the tickets for. Uh, I know this is kind of timey-wimey right now, the way I'm telling the story. Yes, I've, I've got lost several times, but I, I, think I'm not, I think I'm where you're at now. That's okay. <laughs> so that day, so that, with all that going on, I like just like pass out with relief. And I'm like, thank God I didn't go. I should have gone skating because it would have killed. And here's the thing. I don't know how many text messages I got that day because everybody knows I'm a Rams fan. So I'm getting texts like, what's going on? You're blowing it. Oh, my goodness. Holy smokes. They came back. Congratulations. And I had like 800 <laughs> texts. I felt like just like. Throughout the the last five minutes of the game and after that game, I got more text messages that game than I did when they actually went to the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl. I got fewer, but that game against Tom Brady when we always blew it. Everybody, everybody was watching it. Apparently, yeah. So, so yeah. So we won the Super Bowl. So I'm happy about that. Yeah, that's but exciting. yeah, you're right because like <clears throat> when we had a party and the Broncos were in the Super Bowl six years ago, my friend Adam. Who's a big Broncos fan? He usually sits on the couch and watches the game. This time he was in the kitchen pacing back and forth the yeah. whole time. So it's kind of like that. And there was the year before that, or it was two years before that, they were in the Super Bowl and got blown out by the Seahawks. He kind of left around like the third quarter and like snuck out. And then he was just that mad. That <laughs> so, I mean, I kind of understand. Like, yeah. But like, it, I could not have watched that Tampa game with other people. Thank goodness. But the Super Bowl was okay. It was okay. But I mean, I got a little crazy at the end, but... Yeah, the end was crazy. Yeah. And then even Robert's, like, yelling, We won the Super Bowl! Oh, that's cute. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's the biggest thing. And then, what's it called? So that's February, and... I don't know. We haven't done anything too crazy, personally, and... Yeah. But, yeah, my Super Bowl story and my... My getting sick and my, uh... What dealing, dealing going to the funeral? The funeral is kind of cool. There's a, it's a nice church in uh, Upland, California, and it's really pretty. And so it was a good, you know, <coughs> it was a good time. I got to see some of my cousins and stuff, but yeah, that's awesome. All right, you only get five minutes. Okay. So for us, we got COVID at the beginning of the year, and so yeah. oh yeah, real quick, that was right before my trip. <laughs> yeah. 
So Lisa went and got tested. Just in case, yeah. Just in case. I said, Lisa, if you're okay, then I know I'm okay. <laughs> we took so many freaking COVID tests at that time because, and I know it was freaking Disney on Ice because we went out together to, for, to, to Disney on Ice. And then, like, we were sitting there, and there was this, these kids behind us that were just coughing. And I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> and I'm like, this is going to go real bad. And then, sure enough, the the count, you know, you do that, like, four or five-day count or whatever after that. Uh, who went down? It was um, it was Isaac. Isaac got sick. And then... Because he, he got a fever, right? Is that what it was? He had a fever. And then I'm like, oh, crap. And then so we got some we got some rapid tests. And, uh, the, well, no, the first one we had to have people come in to do the test for us. So they came to our house and tested us here. And then uh, her and Isaac tested positive. And then um, the next day I tested positive. And then the next day Joel – no, no, the next day Joel tested positive and then I tested positive. And Gemma took like two or three more days to test positive. <laughs> She's the toughest. She's the toughest, and COVID was scared of her. It wasn't bad. It was Omicron, which is super easy for that's nature's nature's a vaccine. Yeah, exactly. That's what that's what it kind of that's what it kind of seemed like. We were very lucky in in how it presented in us because it was identical across the board. We had everybody had like one day where they got a, a mild fever. I think the highest that we had in the house was maybe a hundred, and then I want to hundred. Yeah, I it, still go out to. I still go out and work in the fields <laughs> of the hundred. Yeah, and that's how you kill people. Uh, and uh, uh, and then um, and then after that, it was just like a bunch of sinus stuff. Like it felt like just like a really bad sinus infection for us. Uh, and then after that, it, we were fine. Yeah. <laughs> I could have had COVID four times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it never is nothing as bad as like the cough that you get on a regular. You know, <laughs> right, I don't get it that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I know <laughs> the, the the reason why we have a cough button on the show. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, but the, but the thing too is with the Omicron too. What it's like? What was it? The first I heard was the if you had Delta, the antibodies wouldn't really help you against Omicron. If you had Omicron, it would help you with the Delta, right? So, and the Delta was much more severe than the Omicron. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, the Alpha was even worse, right? But well, I actually, uh, GV had a um, a friend who had all three of the main variants, uh, and she's vaccinated, which was really upsetting to her. <laughs> but she got the she got the original one, and then she had the Delta, and then she had Omicron, which she was like Omicron was like chump change for her. Oh, I would imagine with. <laughs> and then Del- she said Delta was the worst for her, like that was her worst experience of COVID, which a lot of people. Um, the alpha was the main one. Like statistically, yeah. the alpha is the 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 one that was most deadly, but uh, the, her for her, like the way it hit her was just the Delta was was tough. Maybe the Delta affected younger people more. Maybe. Yeah. And then uh, what else for us? And then we had the Super Bowl, which was cool because we don't we don't sports in this house, but we put it on and we were like, let's go Rams, except for Gemma. She was like, I want the Bengals to win. Oh, Jam Jam, my own goddaughter. <laughs> just because everybody else wanted the Rams to win, so. She didn't know what color was what, so it didn't really matter. Yeah, uh, and we were we weren't really paying much of attention to it until the halftime show, and I was like, "This is it. This is what I'm watching this for," because uh, Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg, and it was it was just a good time. I you had know, so much fun with that. You know what? I when I saw it, I was like, I thought it'd be better. No, Roy, I loved it. I thought it was I'm great. Not saying, see, that's the thing. It had all the and right now, nostalgia buttons for me. But the, that's the fact is, I just I don't know. Maybe I had like oh in my head. <laughs> 
Because it's like, and then everybody's like, well, you just don't like hip hop. I'm like, I loved all those songs. It's because you're white. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's because I'm old and white. So they're all like, what do you know? And it's like. You I totally was, forgot about Dre. I'm just. Yeah, I know. But see, that's the thing. That's like when I listened to this. I mean, the only thing that would have been better is the hologram Tupac that we needed. Yeah. So. If Tupac was there, that'd be odd. I mean, uh, hologram Tupac, like they did in Ghostbusters with hologram Egon. Oh, see, well, have you not seen? I seen no. <laughs> Spoilers. Sorry, that's okay. Because I, I don't watch movies anymore because I have kids. children. Yeah, I only watch like certain ones, the ones that it's like I need to watch this. <laughs> I need to see Spider Man. I don't so, care uh, who I'll push it over to go see. Well, yeah. I saw that with my cousin Jason. So was it was literally good. like, "I'm gonna go see this." At least it's like, "What?" I'm saying, "I'm going. We're going. I'm going right after work." Yeah. And that one also hit all the good nostalgia <laughs> Spider-Man buttons. That oh, was yeah. that was great. I mean, I've been waiting for like the thing I hate is like Marvel's like so doing all this stuff that DC does regularly. And it's like, hey, look, there's a multiverse. Well, DC lives on multiverses. Right. Now it's like anybody who watches movies. Like, because I know they did the big crisis thing on TV, but, you know, but it's not to that extent. No, it wasn't as good. And then it's like, oh, yeah, you know, because even just Doctor Strange did the multiverse, just talking about the multiverse, you know, didn't even really do multiverse stuff. Then you have Spider into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. And I'm like, that's exactly what, Yep. you know. And then, then they do this Spider-Man. It's like, hey, we'll just get all the Spider-Man back. And I'm like, oh. It was good. I had so much fun. I kind of wanted, like, little guest spots of, like, the guys who did the voice acting. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, because the guy who played uh, Prince Eric in, uh, in uh, Ariel, uh, Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. He was also... Uh, uh, Greg Brady on the Brady Bunch movie. He was the Spider-Man for the 90s. I didn't realize that. That's yeah. funny. And then they had, uh, what's his name? Um, Dan Gilderzen. I think that's how you say his name. He did Bumblebee's voice in uh, Transformers back in the day. He was Spider-Man in the 80s. That's awesome. You know? I'm going to watch you both of those. But I would have liked like those guys. Yeah, that would have been cool. Just to... to just be there. And it would be like, you had to be like a real hardcore Spider-Man right. fan. Because be they did that, in, that. Um, in the Incredible Hulk, the Ed Norton one. Uh-huh. The, the pizza place that he, he went to, because remember he brought the pizza right. to sneak into the college, and he gave the pizza to Lou Ferrigno, who I was the security that. guy, yeah. who's the Incredible Hulk. But the guy who owned the pizza place is, what's his name, Paul Soule. He did Spider-Man's voice in the 60s for the Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Does whatever a spider can. The 1967 version. But he also did the cheap animated Marvel Hulk, one that the Canadian people made. I don't know if you've ever seen these. I don't these. think I've ever seen that one. Oh, if you watch it, it's literally like they took comic panels and kind of moved them on the screen wow. instead of real animation. <laughs> it was really cheap. But he did Bruce Banner's voice in that Hulk one. So it's like, oh, here's the Hulk. And he also did Hermie from uh, uh, Rudolph. Who the heck is Hermie and Rudolph? The, the, the elf, the dentist. That's the name of the dentist? I didn't know the name. Hermie. Yeah. I don't know their names. Why weren't you at elf practice? Just fixing these dolls' teeth. What? Or when they do the song and he's like, well, Hermie's not here. That sounded terrible. The tenor section was weak. Wasn't our fault, boss. Hermie didn't show up. What? (laughs) The tenor tenor just sucky. (laughs) Hermie didn't show up to help right here. And I look his name up. But yeah, 
But like having all those things, that would be like cool. When Andrew Garfield caught, that was MJ, so good. And I was like, <gasps> that was so good. Because even when she fell, yeah, and, and uh, new Spider Man kid, um, Tom, Tom Tom Holland, Tom Holland. I almost said Tom Hardy. No yeah. wrong guy. So, so Tom Holland misses her, and then I'm like, oh, Garfield's gonna get her. Like I was like so excited. Yeah. Uh, I love how they redeemed him. Like because. Most people, he's not hes not their favorite Spider-Man. He's not my favorite Spider-Man. But he only got the biggest cheer when he showed I up. I know. Uh, but, and, and, he, and what they did with his character, like, they really redeemed him, uh, I thought, in, 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 that, in that short time that he was on there. So they made him empathetic, which he didn't – he wasn't empathetic in the, in the movies, which is why he got a lot of hate. Yeah. And then uh, he got a chance to save his Gwen, and the way that they did it – you could tell it was like he played this over in his mind a million times how he could have done it to, to make it actually work. And then when it worked, he was he was surprised that what he replayed in his mind actually would have would have saved her and he actually saved the girl. And, and MJ was just like, are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Are you okay? Because he looked more upset than she was. She's like... <laughs> Yeah, but that was good. It is Paul Souls. Paul Souls. Okay, and then uh, and after Super Bowl for me, it was just middle school stuff. We had the diocese did a Las Vegas uh, middle school fest, so that was down at Christ the King. I was the keynote on that, which was fun. You were supposed to run the, over the top with me, but you never did. But whatever. <laughs> And then the next week was our middle school retreat. Not only did I mess up Blas, I did it twice. Because you're like, don't worry, I'll do it again later. All right, I'll help you. And then that one, um, that one was all right. It was uh, just us, and we did it like VBS style, where it was rotating stations. So, but that was it was fun. And then, uh, and now I'm just getting ready for the confirmation retreat coming up. So, oh yeah, confirmation coming up. Yeah, yeah, lots and lots of confirmation stuff coming up. But well, that's our. I guess this is more like, what was it, like Roman New Year where they didn't have those first two months of the year? I don't know this Roman New Year thing. I think that's the deal, is back in the day, I could be wrong, somebody can fact check me, that originally they did not have like two months. It was just like the great winter or something something like that. So they didn't have like two months of the calendar. Oh, wait, so, I do know this. Yeah, yeah, go so everything Because if you notice, all the months that start with, that are numbered months... Because you have, well, January's for Janice. But Auk is eight, yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Auk is eight instead of the 10th month. And yep. then November and, like, Nov is nine. nine. Mm-hmm. And December. Like, too. Nueve yeah. and all yeah. that. December, Dis is ten, you know. Yeah, I did know this, yeah. And then they added. Sept, like, Septipod and stuff for seven or whatever. Is it Septipod or? Yes. But it was, I don't know if these are all Latin-based. And, uh. And then later, of course, August and July are for right. Julius and, Oct- and Octavius, yeah. or yeah. Augustus, sorry. Augustus. June for Juno. Yeah. Mars, March for Mars, right, I think. Yeah. I don't know February, but Jay's for Janice because it's the beginning and the ending because of the two-headed Janice. Oh, mm-hmm. God. Yeah. That's I'm, like the God at doorways. Right. <laughs> I, re- I remember this. Um, studying the calendars and stuff like that, and then the days were also in there. How that was, how they were counted, or the weeks. Uh, yeah, days are like Norse gods and stuff for Thor's day. Yeah, 
and his mom on Friday, Frida. Frida? Frida. Ch- uh, Rene Russo. <laughs> then, uh, I think that's it, right? Yeah, that's good enough. That's good enough. Cool. There's your recap, everybody. What are we drinking? I am drinking uh, Jameson. You only had a little bit left, so I, I decided to drink it all. Good job. And then I have not started this yet, but what is this? Kaku? Kuku? Kaku? Kaku. Kaku. It's a Munich Dunkel Lager from the Craft House, a local brewery yeah. out there in Henderson in the industrial park area. Shout uh, out to Brosif. I shared a couple of these with him while, we were, while he came to visit from uh, college. And Brosif's mom's name is? Terry Love, fan of the show. <laughs> Number one fan of the show. <laughs> yeah. This is pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. It's, it's good pretty stuff. Good. Yeah. I would expect it to be a little thicker, but it is a, a lager, so. Right. I was actually surprised that, because uh, I always think Dunkel, I'm looking for the heavy skip a meal beer, and it's not one of those. I like the Craft House. One of the best they had was this, I almost call it, I, I would call them the Van Dams, but they're called the Sean Claudes. <laughs> And when Lisa and I went to my friend Brian's, uh, um, um, him and his wife Emily, they had like a little reception there. It's just a small one, and so we go, we went, and they could fit us all in the craft house. But all it was like all the beers were free for so many hours. Well, to us, the guests, he probably had to pay. But, <laughs> so Lisa and I are like, these um, Belgian beers are really good. Let's get a few more. Let's get a few more. Then I'm like, oh. <laughs> At least, I think I'm gonna little, uh, and then it's like, then I looked at the alcohol volume was like yeah. triple digits. No, it was something like nine or something. I don't know. They got some, they got some real sneaky ones. The craft house, does. yeah, because it's not like like I know when you get those IPAs, they're like a ten percent alcohol, right, so right. it's stupid, and you're like, okay, I understand, but like this one, like that's not because it just went down so easy, and yeah. luckily. Adam's wife was driving us home, nice. Stephanie. So she drove us there and drove us home because I was like, oh, man, I would have had to call a cab. Because, like. <laughs> and left your car. Because I had no clue. Because <laughs> who was it too? Bad Beat is another brewery down yeah. the street from these. These are all um, off of Eastgate. Yeah. yeah. That was the other spot. It was like, uh, I knew that Craft House would have a, a nice selection and, and a good variety on tap and and. And they had growlers, too, which I was excited about. So. I have two empty growlers yeah. <laughs> that I never... Well, and I have two because I forgot to bring one. <laughs> I have, like, four. Oh, so you're with me. Yeah, I am terrible. Um, and so I wanted to I wanted to do that there. But then the, I was like, if if, there, if he doesn't find anything he likes here, we'll go up the street. Or up, yeah. not even up the street. It's, like, down the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. it's like one parking lot goes east-west. Yeah. And technically, they're in two separate properties. You wouldn't know if right. you didn't know, but they're two two different business parks. Yeah. What's funny is I had customers in both properties that I've delivered to for years. That's funny. And there was one that when he would go, I need you to drop this off on Friday. I'm like, I'm not driving. I'm driving across town and drop off stuff. Oh, wait. If I get there after two, the craft house is open. <laughs> I get cool. a growler and take it home. There you go. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I so, was drinking a, a Corona, just a Corona. And now it's gone. Now it's gone. Because we talked too long. Because I talked too long. I probably should have get another one, but um, I don't think I want to get up. So we got Lent coming up. Lent's cool. Yeah. What do you want to what do you, what do you talk about with Lent? What is Lent? Give, give the old uh, definition to the Protestant listeners out there. 
What's the reason why uh, all of a sudden every fast food place will have ch- uh, fish, fish sandwiches? sandwiches. <laughs> and they try to hide it by like, hey, Jack from Jack in the Box has gone to England and trying fish and chips. So he brought it <laughs> home for us. Happens to be right around the same time Lent is. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to represent the the 40 days uh, before Jesus went on his ministry where he went in the desert and fasted and prayed. And we are called to fast, pray, and give alms. That's that's right. Those are those are the three those pillars. Three big pillars. So three pillars of of Lent. Yeah. So give extra donations and stuff like that, and and then you fast more, and or you abstain from things like you know you give up um, something that you like just because God loves to watch you suffer. I'm actually reading this book right now um, by Hans Erzog Balthazar. It's, it's part of his his trilogy uh, on on God or whatever on the transcendentalist Trinity. Oh God! Yeah, yeah, yeah his, tri- his trilogy Trinity. One is on beauty. One is on um, goodness. One is on truth. Uh, but I'm in the I'm uh, in the first book of the beauty part of the trilogy. So the trilogy one's on one section's on beauty, goodness, and truth. The section on beauty is seven books. And so, so it's going to take me quite quite a while to work my way through this, but um, he was actually talking, uh, and uh, um, he was using a lot of Old Testament and, um, stuff and some of the early church fathers' references, talking about how um, through suffering you do. That's how you. That's one of the primary ways you come to know God. And I thought that was really kind of interesting because the stuff that he pointed out, right? He's like, um, think about uh, Adam and Eve in in the garden and their refusal to suffer, refusal to say no to themselves, draws them away from God, right? And then so the response to that is, okay, um, now life is going to come through suffering, right? So you're going to your your child pains are going to be increased so life through suffering or you're going to work the field through the sweat of your bow, through the sweat of your bow, brow and thorns and thistles so life coming through suffering and it's kind of like one of those things that um just kind of repeats in in um the old testament in the midst of great suffering you think about the psalmists all the the psalms that have all these uh, that are lamenting psalms they end with these inexplicable lines of praise you know they just come out of nowhere like all of a sudden the psalmist is you know it, not feeling desolation anymore and he's feeling hope and and that's a uh, that's one of those things that's like, that he uses there, there as well and then you now obviously you come to come to Christ and what does Christ do is he suffers you know <laughs> he suffers and, and wisdom increases suffering so he suffered more than anybody else could possibly suffer and then um, and through that suffering, um, he calls us to do the same, uh, to follow him, to act like him, to, to turn the other cheek, to endure till the end type deal, to run the good race and, and keep the faith and all, the, all this stuff. And that is how we draw near to God. And so it was really, it was really interesting that, that like it's not an angle that I've looked at Lent at before as, as suffering drawing you close to God, but it was a really interesting um, – Way to look at it. Well, one. Well, I always felt like it was more of a sacrifice to show that this is something I can give of myself, right? To kind of like not really to like say, "Oh, thanks, God, watch me do this thing," but just to see, you know, you know, like 
challenge yourself a little bit or yeah you know you know not and, and I've always been that way where it's like I want to do this for me and for my relationship with God and I don't feel like it's that oh I better do this or else I'm right. going to get smoted smited in <laughs> smote smote now, you know, and that's the thing. And then when you have to talk to your non-religious people, they're like, you know, and everything's like, like the way I look at, you know, with mass, I know you're supposed to go, but I feel it's good that I get to go. Right. And if I don't go, I don't feel super guilty because I guess I didn't get beaten with the Baltimore catechism or something. And like confession, I'm glad we have it. I don't feel like it's something that, you know, I don't, I'm not in that, oh, you have to do it. It's more like. We get to do it. Yeah. And if you look at it that way, it's something you'd want to do more than if you look at it as, oh, we're bad and we're being punished. So you have to go to confession. Then you're always going to feel like it that way. Opposed to, oh, guess what? I get to go. Right. And then it's, you know, even if you don't even feel like it's the real absolving from your sins and you're just sit there and talk it out in your head, you know, I mean, you can always talk it out in your head, but like you're actually talking out loud to a person. Right. It's, it's it's already like talking to a, sh- a shrink, you yeah. know, you know. But it's you know, I know this is swaying and stuff. But I mean, these are things like if you keep that positive look, are these things that we get to do as Catholics, supposed to have to do as Catholics? Right. Then they're what is it? Um, I don't know, like perks rather right. than they are. And that that's one thing that I think people forget is the um, the sacraments are. Are privileges. They're gratuitous, right? God does not have to commune with us the way He does. And um, what you're talking about is like, like the subjective, our subjective experience, which is super important. And that was another thing that, that this book that I'm reading. It's like I could talk about this book. I could read it for like hours. <laughs> it's it's so good. But everybody, um, subscribe to <laughs> David's review of Seeing the Form, Part One of uh, The Glory of the Lord by Hans Urs von Balthasar. Um, in seven four-hour segments, <laughs> only on Spotify. Only on Spotify. Um, but he's talking about the subjective experience of of our um, Christianity and, and the importance that that has in there. Um, that that we have this uh, these consolations. Like I get to go to mass, or I get to go to confession. I get to commune with God in these in these beautiful ways. Uh, and then he also talks about the the objective reality that's there, even if you're not experiencing those consolations, even if you do have that. Um, oh, I have to go, or oh, like even if you're kind of backwards in your in your theology of of understanding what the nature of the sacraments are, um, there's still an, ob- an objective reality that you're still communing with God. It's like I got to go to dinner with GV. Oh, I don't want to go to dinner with GV, or, or I get to go to dinner with GV. You know, it's like, regardless of. Of your subjective experience of that, you still had dinner with Jeevy, and so that's that's kind of the the thing right. that he's talking about, and um, and it's one of those things that we miss because we we subdivide everything up so much in in um, in our faith. But now, um, real quick, yeah, when you give up something, not you in particular, because you're a veteran, but <laughs> um, when when you give up something, like let's say you like coffee, yeah. and you can't function without it. But you really want to give up coffee this year because you feel like I can handle this. And then you're a real pain in the ass to everybody you meet because you don't have your coffee. Yeah. That does not help anybody. No, it does that's not true. help that's you. Correct. It does not help your coworkers. Yeah. It does not help anybody else. Yeah. It's like what is the um the Bible reading of 
don't don't uh, don't fast yeah, 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 yeah. so that you look like you're fasting. Exactly. Oh, I'm so hungry. Well, that's Matthew, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, make sure you look good and and, and you're yeah, not clean to, yourself up. Don't look right. like don't look, a, don't look sad. Withered and, away. And, oh, I passed so much. Exactly. This is how terrible I look. Yeah, but that's that goes back to that whole. Um, then it, it's one of those quotes that I've been holding on to for this year for us as ministry and whatever is that um, uh, without without um, sacrifice there could be no love. Right. That's that's mm-hmm. um, Maximilian Colby and sacrifice for us even if it's a little bit. Um, does require a little bit of suffering, right? Anytime that I'm sacrificing something that I want, even if I might not think of it as like suffering, it's still, you know, I'm not getting the thing that I wanted to get. So even if it's just like, oh, that's a little suffering. I mean, it's weak, weak soft suffering, but but it is it is suffering. And then so and the, and the reason that you're offering it up um, is saying that I want to I want to take this this moment or this thing that I'm that I'm letting go of. To remind myself what my heart actually yearns for, you know, the, my ultimate end, the actual purpose for my life, right? The God Himself, and want Him more than I want whatever this thing is. So, if it is the coffee that you want to give up and it's making you a turd, you know, then that's you're 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 doing it wrong. Yeah. Fasting should lead you closer to God and not, you know, give up the good creamer. Yeah, give up. The, <laughs> oh no, I gave up coffee before, and it was the first couple of um, weeks. I think were like really difficult, just because of the coffee headaches and things like that. But that was part of part of that was um, trying to um, not let everybody know that my head had a headache, you know, take the Tylenol, the motion that I got to take or whatever, but not like be a jerk about it. Right. So I, I have a fun one. So what was, what are some of the either dumbest or most difficult things you ever gave up for Lent? Ooh, well, I don't know if I really had a dumb one, but now when you're talking about the coffee, I remember when I gave up beer and it had nothing physical. So I knew I wasn't a real alcoholic. But the thing was a more of a mental block because it's like, because it was more like, I can't drink beer. I know I can't drink beer. So there's a 7-Eleven over there. And here I am driving for work. I can't just walk in there and buy a beer right now. Like I would have any other time just gone and cracked open a beer, drank it in the van while I'm delivering. No. But I felt like I can't do that now. But why... Thinking of all these times, if I might go in and eat something, I'd have to have a beer with that. But now I can't. <laughs> oh, somebody's mad. Time out. Idly hey. Go home. Doodly do. All right. So back to the. Uh... Oh, yeah. So that was the weird one. I remember giving up meat and giving up all things to drink that weren't water one year. So I remember we went on a search retreat and we had cereal. So I had to pour water in the cereal because I counted <laughs> that milk. And it wasn't that bad, but yeah. but the first year I gave up meat for the whole year, the whole Lent. My grandmother didn't like that because she's she's old school. She doesn't realize there's protein and other things. Uh. So she made me eat it on Sundays. You know, even though I could, but it was like, you better eat it on Sunday so I know you're not going to die of malnutrition or something. <laughs> That's funny. 
What about you? Is it the yeah. coffee? No, the coffee wasn't. One of the dumbest uh, and most difficult things I ever gave up was um, speeding, even one mile over the speed limit. Oh, that's dumb. Yeah, and it was it was really dumb at the time because I actually had a really long commute to work. I was going to say, you're always late to work. Yeah. Well, not that I was late because I, I, I'm always left for plenty of time, but it was over the freeway, right? And it was the 95 particularly at a time where the speed limit marked on the 95 was 55 miles an hour. And everybody, really? yeah, parts of the oh. 95 were marked at 55. Was oh, this by the, between Charleston and downtown or something? Yeah, and, and I would I would do 55, not a, not a mile over, and people would fly by me, flipping me off and honking their horns. I'm like, maybe I should find a different route to work. And that was really, really difficult uh, to not speed. Because then, like, it was one of those things that I was like, okay, so... That means on feast days and, and Sundays that I'm, I'm actually free to speed. And I was like, wait a second. Does that uh, – it was definitely a self-mortification, this 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 uh, uh, not speeding. That was, that was the most difficult and dumbest thing. Uh, what about weird things that you've ever given up? Have you ever given up something like I'm just going to uh, give up random stuff that nobody else could ever possibly give up, but it will make sense for me? No, not really. I gave up uh, – um, More like just – No. Because it's like booze. People give up booze. Yeah, people give up booze. Uh, one year, I gave up uh, um, a curse word that reminds with ducks. Yeah. So I wasn't, uh, not that I was going to say the word, not that I was giving up saying the word, but I was giving up caring about <laughs> it. Was, it was at a time. Oh, <laughs> so, I remember that year. Oh, I did give up Lent for Lent one year. Oh, nice. See, there you go. I uh. forgot what it was, but it was just one year. It was like, I'm not doing it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving anything up. I'm eating meat. <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah, that was that was kind of my uh I'm I'm giving up I'm giving up F's for Lent, right? That was that uh Because I got no more to give. Exactly. That was that was That's it. what he did. He didn't give it up. He meant I give up giving them. <laughs> yep, yeah. It, that was exactly what I did too, because I was at a time where I was like pretty scrupulous in my um in my own spiritual life. And uh, it was making me more rigid than I already am, which is difficult to think about. But, um, yeah, it, was, it actually did wonders for my spiritual life. But it was very much like giving up Lent for Lent. And it, that was also a mortification because it was actually really hard for me to to be like, okay, I'm going to um, not necessarily give a F in about every little thing and have it have to go perfectly my way every single time or perfectly correct. Let it flow time. a little bit. Yes. That was really difficult for me. I've given, I've, I've done the thing where I try to do more donations. Like, you know, where I would like do the thing where you put like $20 in the poor box or something like that, or to try to do the almsgiving, which I think people forget about the most or right. whatnot. And then there's something I used to try to do. I did it a couple years on Holy week. I would um, go to daily mass the first three days that are regular daily masses. But it's harder to go in the morning because daily mass is usually early, but not early enough that I could still go to work. Right, exactly. Or it's so early that it's like, I got to get there at five. Well, so what was, so what I realized is there's three masses, there's three churches, the more um, uh, uh, touristy churches that will have mass at noon. Mm hmm. Yep. And I decided, well, there's three churches, there's three days, because you get Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, because then you have Holy Thursday, and Good Friday and Holy Saturday, they're all evening, more whatever. So, <clears throat> I said, okay, well, 
I'll do Monday at the Cathedral, Tuesday at the Shrine, and Wednesday at St. Joan of Arc downtown. Nice. So I did that one or two times. That's awesome. You know, where it's like, hey, I'm going to take an extra long lunch, and I'll just, you know, drive over there. and Or, like, especially with St. Joan of Arc, I would go, because I'd, I'd have deliveries, you know, where I got to drive up to North Las Vegas by the cannery. So I'll take the ninety, uh, the 15, and then you just get off on downtown and then find St. Joan of Arc. And I have to park that big old van. Now I got the small van, so it's easier, but I had to park that big old van and... Oh, yeah, their they're parking sucks there. Yeah. Well, what was cool was at that time they had that dirt lot that used to be the chapel by the courthouse. Right. So it's been a dirt lot for I don't know how long. And so I could go in and park there. It wasn't as bad. Well, now you can't park there. There's, like, a permit boat. or whatever. I think the tough the tough one I do is usually do living stations of the cross practices throughout yeah. life. Did I tell you that we're not doing it this year? Oh, good. Well, now <laughs> I actually have to get something up. Why? What happened? Why? So, so here's, I told Lisa... Hey, I kind of told David I'm going to do... Well, here's what had happened she's was... she's like, uh, what is it? <laughs> here's what had happened. So we, we were kept going back and forth on where it was going to be because this is going to be really the first full Easter uh, triduum since Holy Week since uh, COVID, right? Oh, yeah, because we didn't do anything the last two years, really. Yeah, and, it was, and the, what we did was really, really toned down, right? And so this was the first thing, everything up... And so we were like, okay, so where would living stations go? Because the last time we did it was in a tent outside, which we don't need anymore because we have the gym, we have the multi-purpose room. Just to let you know, I love the tent. You know this, but oh, yeah. listeners. Listeners, listen. <laughs> I love the tent for Easter morning. I yeah. don't know if it's the wind or just being outside, even though you're in a tent. Yeah. But like... Oh, yeah, we always we would only go to the tent at, for, for Easter morning, but... Uh, but that was primarily it because was. it's easier for the kids. Yeah, but I, <laughs> no, but I did it single. I think yeah. the very first year I got, when, when I went to Mass, at, it was when Father Steve was still here. And, like, I going in and I was running, a, I wouldn't say a little late, but getting there with enough time. But not enough time for Easter. Yeah. And then I got into the vestibule and Father Steve's like, hey, you going to go to the tent? Because I'm going to do Mass there. And I'm like... Sweet, I'll go to the tent. I like Father Steve. Yeah. So I went over there and I was like, This is awesome. And then it's like just go to the tent every year after yeah. that. It's we took the, the family, my aunt, my yep. Lisa's uncle, grandma and grandpa. Yep. The tent is underrated. I love the tent. But, but now um, there's no tent. There is no tent. And so but before the tent we used it for a stage for yep. stations mm-hmm. on Friday night. And then so um the debate was, okay, are we going to try to do it on the stage that's going to be set up in the gym for, um, for mass, mass the next the next morning? Or um, because, obviously, the, we've been using the um, multipurpose room as the... the multipurpose room is the uh, cafeteria? The sta- yeah, the cafeteria with the stage. Oh, and- it has its own... Cafe- uh, what is it? Cafetorium? Cafetorium. There you go. <laughs> and, it's an auditorium slash cafeteria. Exactly. But it has that nice stage, and uh, we set it up for the altar of repose, right? Which means we'd have to figure out how to tear all that down after the altar of repose on Holy Thursday to have it ready for living stations on, on Good Friday, right? So there was just a lot of, like, where's, Wait, where are we, where we going to have this? How long does everything stay up on Thursday night? Thursday night? So the altar of repose stays up for us until midnight. And then we close the altar of repose, and then on Friday morning, um, 
I don't know what they're going to do for cleanup, whether they're going to try to clean it up on Friday morning now that we don't have living stations because um, Good Friday and uh, the regular stations of the cross will still be inside the um, the church. Mm-hmm. And so they could literally leave it up there until Easter Easter Vigil if they wanted to. I'm not really yeah, sure. but what did we do with the... The tabernacle on Thursdays when it used to be in Claire and Anthony. Because oh, you said we had it would to, be open till, till, till midnight. 12. Mm-hmm. And then what? Do you just lock it up and be like, yeah. okay, well, Jesus, you're in here. Well, then you have to actually consume all of uh, uh, all of the remaining hosts before oh, Good really? Friday. Mm-hmm. So you just eat everything. Yeah. And then it's like, well, there's no Jesus in the whole church for a day. Exactly. There's literally no Jesus. Literally. Mm-hmm. See, I thought it was, there's no Jesus in the sanctuary. No. And we got them over there or whatever, yeah. and we'll bring them back out. So nope. in a sense, on midnight? No, no, because uh, I believe we still re- oh, keep some do? for, uh, I can't I can't remember. Oh, don't you have it for th- Friday? Yes. So for Friday, uh, we keep some for communion service with the veneration of the cross. And if there's any sick um, um, that needs to, the viaticum or something like that. But then after that. That should be under glass. The viaticum. The just uh, like <laughs> the picks. You have like <laughs> under they glass. Should have that at the hospital. <laughs> just <laughs> but, uh, well, at least the same roses and have like five picks and you <laughs> and you pull them out just to give the viaticum. These are all cold black. <laughs> Rush this down there. Throw it in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. 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 Because no. you know what. I hate that there's a communion service on Friday. Yeah. Because it's like, it's just like regular Mass. What's the point of it being like, hey, don't worry, it's not really Mass. Right. Hey. Because there's no sacrifice. So we're not going to. There's no consecration. There's no consecration. Right. But guess what? We're still just going to hand these out like usual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't actually know liturgy-wise if that is an optional part of uh, the veneration of the cross or if it's mandatory like i don't i don't know enough about liturgy to 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 make a note on there but i do get your i do get your point um because what's the point of handing them out and it's like if you didn't already concentrate i don't know consecrate yeah yeah because yeah. if you're not even paying attention you're like oh, just get in line again yeah but it's, and you already got in line to kiss the cross anyway good old good friday I do love so, Good Friday. So, so we decided on no living stations, right? And so, um, part of me, well, part of that was was, was because, yeah. like, when whenever we finally decided that that's where we're going to have it in the multi-purpose room, then Father John was like, "Okay, I don't want to go uh, backwards production value wise because now we have this um, beautiful stage. We have a new lighting package. You, we have this new way of doing sound that's in there that can make." And this a, is all for mass, right? That you have these things? No, for for productions, for the they just did sister oh, act for in like there, the and, and, and for the school plays and things like that. Um, and so he's like, I don't want to go backwards, but at the same time, we don't have anybody trained to do this quite yet, and I'd have to pay somebody to come in. So let's just let's just wait a year. And I'm like, thank God, let's get this off my plate because I don't need the extra thing right now. But, but the other thing too is I don't want to turn, I don't want to turn living stations into a passion play. Oh, I don't think it'll ever be like that because I wouldn't let it get like super dramatic-y with uh, um, wailing women or something like that. No, I, I like Jesus is, and he gets resurrected and goes into yeah. the sky and wearing wearing gold gold vestments. And <laughs> Did you ever see Book of Mormon? 
No, I didn't. Oh. I didn't care to see Book of Mormon. Huh? <laughs> I didn't care. To, I, I it was the stuff that I heard was just a little too over the top for me. I think you'd still probably like it. I'd like parts Father of it. John, I'm sure I would. Father John was like, "I'm walking out." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I'm and then and Elisa's like, well, "I don't know about this," and I'm like, "This is the funniest thing I've ever seen." <laughs> yeah, but there's the beginning where they're explaining who Jesus is, but he's like, "Hi, I'm Mormon Jesus." And he's the whitest Jesus with like blonde hair, <laughs> but also his his vestments like have lights. Not his vestments, but you know his like cloak or his. Well, it wasn't even like the cloak part. It was just the white robe, and it had like all like Christmas lights in it. So he's like, because oh. <laughs> like Mormon Jesus is like hella white Jesus. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, I mean it's bad enough. Like we already whited him up in the Renaissance or right, whatever, right. but. Yeah. But this is like, whoa. Because I've seen pictures of him, like, we would play basketball. Because, you know, like, all those Mormon churches have, like, a basketball court inside. So we played basketball a few times. That's one of the ones in Henderson because we need to trap. Yeah, I know, huh? Because it was all (laughs) Catholic kids going or something. Because somebody knew a guy. And then I go in and then you look at the paintings and you're like, wait a second. It looks looks right, (laughs) but it's not. There's something off with something wrong. Jesus looks weird. The fact that he's hanging out with like Indians and stuff, (laughs) somewhat Native North Americans. Yeah. You know, because apparently he went to the Americas somehow or whatnot. And it's just like, it just looks weird. Yeah. Do you guys, are you guys having any, uh, do you know what you're going to give up for this year? No. You guys talked about it at all? Well, I thought I was going to do station, so I thought that was good enough. That That was your penance? <laughs> You're giving up time on on a Wednesday night. No, to... there was a lot. No, there was a few times where like because it's like I don't want to do this again. Yeah, absolutely. Living stations has got to be my biggest love hate thing because like I love doing it. I love the fact that my grandmother used to do it. It's beautifully written. Yeah, you know exactly. I like the readings. It all hits home. I know that you know my parents did these readings, the ones that you brushed up. So they did. They wrote those later because yeah. we had old readings back in the day that just were kind of like lame. But so they got rid of those, and you know, so it was you know it's a family thing. I was in it for a year or two, a couple of years. My sister did it for like ten years. I feel like because I think she was a little girl, then she was like the old lady at one point. So <laughs> well, not to that extent, but you know, there's so many people who were in it, and a lot of searchers did it, and you know. But then I hate doing it because it's like, oh, no, I got to do it again. And, yeah, yeah. and it's such an obligation. <laughs> See, you should think of it as you get to do yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And then it's like, oh, if anybody else does it, it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I get that, too. My favorite was the last year we did it. So it had to be Easter of 19. Um, a lot of my friends from Search came oh, to nice. see it. I think my goddaughter Faith was like, "Hey, what are you doing?" And her and her sister Gabby were like, "Well, let's do it." And then somehow it got around. So her, their parents, Kelly and Tracy, and Kelly or uh, Tracy used to direct it when Grandma got sick. She started directing it, and then um, <clears throat> and and Kelly was like always a guard. You know, because he's a big dude, and so he played a guard for like ten years or something. I don't know. Nice. And then, like their friend, our friends Teddy and Jessica, and brought their kids. And Jessica used to, she's she was in it, and then she kind of ran it. And she's the one who had all the robes for forever. And and then even like our friend Jeanette, and then she brought her kids. And Jenny, I think she did. And they, they all these girls were all in it and stuff. So that's cool. We all did that stuff. So it was really cool because they're like, hey, look, Neil, you're doing it. I'm like, wow, I haven't hung up with you guys in a long time. And that's awesome. So it was really cool that we all got, I think there was a good picture of us all together and 
you know. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Levy Station's like I like the way you do it better than the way I do it. Like so, so I'm like always, yours wasn't that bad. No, I didn't think mine was be- that bad, but I, I liked yours better. Like Thank just you. the tableau, I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was beautifully done. Like because I generally speaking don't like Living Stations with the cross, but um, yeah. And so whenever I'm always asked to do them, I'm like ugh. And I'll try to do it as best as I can, but I don't have that artistic ability, and, it, and the tableau makes it look very, very nice. And so. Yeah, and and it's like, uh, what's it called? And then what I liked is you'd have the kids write their the readings, yeah. and it's good when they want to. Right. And then I was good with, you know, when we had some of the girls, they're like, well, what do you mean we don't get to write the readings and come up with all the songs? <laughs> and it's like, all right. You can't come up with the songs, but I'll let you write the readings, and I'll cut out all the internal. Uh, uh, what's it called? What is it? The prayer part because right. it was. It's like we do a, a a narration of what's going on historically. Then it's a internal prayer that we're supposed to send out to God or whatnot. Put ourselves in the situation. Right. Then it's usually a Bible verse. Yeah. So I let the girls rewrite all those. Yeah. And it worked. They it did, did a good job. It, worked, it did very. They did very good. Man, I think we nice. let them change one song or something, or that's you changed the last song. But oh, I did change the last song. Yeah, yeah. But it was good. And then my favorite was there was one year where there was a little kid who like ran on the stage. That was funny. <laughs> I yeah. went and got him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was it one of mine? It wasn't. One no, of, no, it wasn't okay. one of yours. I, I, don't, I don't even think. I, for some reason, I would think it was like a king kid, but I don't think it was it one of them either. Yeah, it could have been them, too, because they always go over here, too. But there was a, it was just one little kid who yeah. said, hey, I'm going to go up there. He's probably like four, if not even. No, probably no, even like younger than two that, or three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got up there, and I went like, <laughs> I just shot from the back of the stage. <laughs> right up there, got him. All right, let's get back over here, buddy. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Um, we're planning on possibly doing more commandments in the future. I was thinking of getting guests. Oh yeah, we should get guests. Last time when we did the sixth and ninth commandment, which was only, which was for the um, confirmation students, more yeah, than. for the video. But it was fun, and and with you know, if, if you listen to our last episode, you're like, hey, they keep talking about making this a podcast. <laughs> Don't they know that? <laughs> well, then we did when we were recording. Oh uh, yeah. So I mean, GV did a great job. So maybe we get some other guests, yeah. and maybe we break it down to like. Four or five shows, or that'd be fun. I thought um, I, I thought Jason would be good for the, um, the Eighth Commandment. Don't bear false witness. That'd be kind of fun as a, as a lawyer bringing him in. To, oh yeah, yeah, that's to, a great to idea. lawyer up some. Uh, so we'll have to talk to him about that. See if he'd be interesting. But then I was like, I couldn't. I couldn't think of who else we could get up for um, for various things. But yeah, see if see if uh, uh, anybody if anybody out there has a uh, a passion for a particular commandment and wants to come on the show, then we could talk about it. Yeah. And um, a good friend of ours, Chris Aguilar, he has yeah. a podcast. Maybe we'll have him on the show too. If you want, I actually to think about- we should to talk about some of the stuff he's doing with outreach and and his uh, new ministry thing that he's got going on, where he's trying to help people use their talents to um, to help the community. I think that'd be kind of cool to have him. Yeah, you can plug all that. that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. So, so I mean, that'd be great. And uh, listen to the Chris Aguilar podcast. There you go. As as we got. Children's Sorry, that's here. Henry. He found some Hot Wheels. That's that's okay. It might not pick of, up. I don't know. Busting a part of track. Yeah, he's he's turning up pretty good. It's pretty late for him too, so I'm a little surprised he's not melting down. Thank God. No, he's doing good. He's doing very good. Yeah, Rava. Well, but <laughs> who? Else? Yeah. So Chris, you know, we'll put him on. He's a great guy if yeah, he, he wants is. to come and join us because yeah, I, be I love Chris. I've known him for years. 
Yeah, he's awesome. And uh, what else? Who's another one? Oh, my friend Alex Fontella. He'd be fun to have on, too. I think he'd be fun. And then what we could do is talk about his real estate business if he wants to give us money. Because so. <laughs> <laughs> that's an official sponsorship. Yeah, then we could. So if he sells a house, maybe he'll have some extra dough. Yeah. It's, I love that. Like, Well, I would hate real estate because it's like if I don't sell a house after X amount of time, I'd be like, oh, my God, we're going to the poorhouse, Lisa. I don't know what to do. <laughs> but he was so funny, too, because he's like, I sold a house. I never had this much money in my pocket like the same time. <laughs> I don't know what to do now. <laughs> Let's all go to the bar. Yeah. And then he's like, I got to hold on to this just in case I never get it again. It's like, don't worry, you'll do another one. But I guess that's the thing, you know. Yeah. It's like you get a crap load of money all at once and then nothing for who yeah. knows how long. You want to wrap um, this sucker up? Yeah, we probably should wrap up because the get kids are getting kids hungry and start calming them down. We'll go to school tomorrow. Oh, looks like Cars is over, so we better. <laughs> cars is over? Well, yeah, Mater's in the helicopter, oh, okay. so. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, we put on cars for the kids because yeah. I guess we put on the Incredibles and Robert's like, I think it's too scary. I'm like, it's not even a scary part. He's so funny sometimes. Oh, surprised. The things I thought he was going to be scared of, he wasn't. Like, like, like Monstro and Pinocchio. Oh, he loves Monstro. Yeah, I know. Okay, here's side <laughs> side note. So we watched Pinocchio and like when the boys turn into, like when Lampwick's hands turn into the hooves and he turns right there into the donkey and goes, Mommy! And it's like, it's so disturbing. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Now he's a donkey. <laughs> Forever. You know, it's like, oh, my goodness. And it's like, this is so terrible. And he's like, eh, whatever. And his favorite character is Monstro. But I loved Monstro when I was a kid. Oh, that's you cool. know, like, I remember going on Storybook Land. And, you know, you go through Monstro's yeah. mouth. But then you get to the point where you have the miniature Pinocchio village. And I was like, Mom, they should have a little monster on the side. I think I'll make one. Make a balloon and put, like, little buttons on it. And then we'll put it right there. And it'll be, like, monster on the side of the island or something. <laughs> it was just like, because Monstro's so cool. You should have a miniature monster. Like, <laughs> but I think we've done a pretty good. I'm trying to expose them to older Disney because I, I hate how kids are like, you know, it's like, hey, here's Sword of the Stone. What's this crap? And it's like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, no, that's good stuff. It's like, oh, is this all? Yeah. But it was funny, too, because I was talking to my sister, and we, were, and we saw Sleeping Beauty the other day, too. That's the other one. He wasn't really scared of it, but then there was the part where she's, like, hypnotized. And right. it's a little spooky, is, the music. Yeah. That movie like, scared the crap out of me as a kid. Yeah, he's like, fast forward. But then he loved the, he likes the dragon and the thorns. He's like, the thorns. Oh, really? Yeah, because we read a book on it, like a little golden book. He's like, well, check out these thorns. <laughs> so I'm like, Robert, here comes the thorns. You're going to love this part. <laughs> That's so, awesome. But it's just like, there's, there's part. So I was talking to my sister about it. She's like, you know what I don't like about Sleeping Beauty? There's just parts where it's like. I give you the gift of song. And then it's oh, yeah. like a minute that feels like eight minutes of swirling colors and oh, Aurora song. I give you the gift of beauty. Oh. And then you look at it. And you're like, I think that's just them animating stuff. And it's so cool. It's like, look at what we could do. Because in 1959, right. nobody could do that. Yeah, because then when we watch Pinocchio, if you don't notice, like, if you watch it, it's like 20 minutes before anything actually happens to the story. You know, they're yeah. always in Geppetto's workshop and stuff and everything. And and it's like there's like a, a two-minute scene of, of, of the clocks and music boxes yeah. and everything. And you're just seeing all the cool stuff. And it's like this isn't adding to the story at all, but it's like, look how cool these boxes are. And it's like you're just thinking – well, we'll just animate a bunch of stuff, and people will think it's awesome. Because it's 1940. Yeah. The only thing they've seen is, like, 
Snow White and maybe the Gulliver's Travels one by the Fletcher Studios. Have you ever seen that? I have not seen that one. Okay, we'll have to find that. Yeah. It's the guys who did um, um, the Superman cartoons. Oh, you haven't seen those either, have you? No. I see, I see clips, but not the actual things. Yeah, the yeah. old 30s Superman. Or it's 40s by then, but yeah. the flight, That's how Superman flew. Right, because it was easier to animate. Yeah, because yeah. they're like, I can't have this guy jump in here to here. Yeah, exactly. Leap, <laughs> leap tall buildings in a single bound. We'll yeah. just make him fly. He'll be faster. Yeah, be yeah. easier to animate. So Fleischer was the, um, Max Fleischer, the Fleischer brothers, they were the guys who uh, were like the competitors, and they did uh, Gulliver's Travels nice. one back in the day. I think, I think I've they, seen clips of that, too. It's probably You probably have, or, you know. And then they did all the, like, Harvey Comics guys, and they did a bunch of, like, Casper and, and stuff for uh, Paramount. I think it was Paramount back in the day. So they, they did all that stuff. And then what's funny is Max Fleischer's son, I think, there's a guy they, who was a director, and he directed 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, which was a Disney movie. So when Walt like, said, hey, uh, you want to direct this movie? He was like, asking him, he's like, do you know who my dad is? Like, <laughs> you're just telling the son of the Coke uh, uh, Pepsi to work for Coke or something, you know? <laughs> that's funny. So that's another fun one. I didn't even know that till recently either, so... But um, yeah, so sorry we went on another D- Disney another thing. Disney tangent. What was it too? Because we did we did the Frozen Two review. We did do a Frozen. We did two that. Review. That was that was oh that was during the early COVID. So I'm like, mm-hmm. let's watch Frozen Two finally. Yeah. You need to watch Canto so I can talk about Bruno. I know. Whoosh, I heard you can't do that. <laughs> All right, take us out. All right, sorry. All right, everybody. Hey, hey. Oh, sorry. Um, thank you very much for listening. Um, hit us up on the Insta Insta, and if any old folks want to hit us up on Facebook. I actually got rid of my Facebook. Uh, oh, I'm you not did, even did you really? Yeah, we still have our account only because it's linked to the Instagram, but my I don't use my Facebook at all anymore. Oh, but yeah. you can't erase it because I got to tag no, you and stuff. It, well, if you're tagging me, I don't know about it. <laughs> That's fine. I need it for my own person. Okay. Person. But, all right. Well, somehow reach out to us on Among Wolves. Yes. Dot com dot. No. Uh, at Among Wolves Pod. At Among Wolves Pod. Yep. That's the spot. That's yeah, so, a sweet spot. Yeah, hit us up. Give us any feedback and yeah. um, let us know what you want to hear or what you don't want to hear. And Yeah. You know, uh, sorry we didn't do any current events today because Cause you're going to listen World to World War Three. Yeah, we World. don't want to talk about it. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Well, when this drops, we'll see how much better or worse the world is. Yeah. So, yeah. No all kidding. right. All right. Ah, awesome. Okay, hit us up. Call us. Do whatever you want. Um if you want to hear more commandments, let us know. If you want to hear movie reviews, let us know. Hey, maybe this this uh, this Halloween, I think they're going to do Halloween Ends, and we could do the trilogy. Oh, that would be fun. That would actually be really fun to do. Oh, because yeah. I still haven't seen Halloween Kills yet, but yeah. we will. All right, and I'm going to see The Batman next week. Yeah. Because it's going to be my birthday. See, yeah, we actually could watch that, too. All right. So, all right. Well, uh, take us out, and uh, love you all. Um, good night and good luck. Amen. <laughs>